Hi, Linda Phils here. Welcome to my show where I will be sharing with you the strangest secrets to spiritual and professional success and productivity. Now, here's why you want to listen. I'm a preacher's daughter who went from wearing hand-me-downs to giving people a hand up in life and in business. As a woman, a wife, a mom, and a glass ceiling smasher, business owner, dream resurrector, and coffee aficionado, I love working with men and women like you, from the boardroom to the classroom. I've met with adversity, met with success, and overcome a few obstacles along the way. I've learned the strangest secrets of how to succeed as one who is a spiritual professional, empowering anyone who wants to fulfill their calling in life. I'm here each week to share the strangest secrets to success with you. So let's get started. Many of you have ever really wondered, what does she really want? Has this ever been a question on your mind, men? Amen? I mean, you can be honest. We know. We know you don't know exactly. And so today, we're going to go into that, and we're going to help each other. And so women, how many of you wish sometimes, I could just, I wish I could just really tell them what I really want, what I'm really looking for here. Well, we're going to, I see some hands raised. Amen. Amen. And so what's going to happen is we're going to obviously celebrate Mother's Day, but we're also going to celebrate on a much larger scale women. And uh, so there's something here for everyone today. I want to put up a few family pictures because, of course, it's been my honor to raise two daughters that you'll see, Heidi and Holly, who now young uh, uh, women going after God. You see a lot of early pictures of them here. And there's Rick in those gold coaching shorts. How many of you men remember the coaching short era? A few. So we have it captured here. But basically, journeys of a family, journeys of learning to communicate, journeys of learning to raise children, and of learning uh, the differences in men and women and how we're all made, how we're all wired. So I was thinking today of a story. I I loved getting these flowers, and I love that our leadership here uh, honors women. Isn't that lovely to be in a place that honors women like IHOP KC does? And as I got my flowers this morning, I was reminded of a story of our first anniversary. And uh, this is back in the hill country of Texas when my husband and I had been married just a year. And so Rick, um, he knew it was our anniversary. He had a plan. And that plan was to get on his motorcycle and go to town and get some flowers and get back. So I heard him crank up his Kawasaki. He took off. The town was 10, 12 miles away. He was back within 30 minutes. And so he runs in our little trailer with the orange linoleum floor, which I thought was the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen at that time. And he had his hand behind his back like that. And he rushed in, smiling so big, his hair blowing every which way from this motorcycle trip to town and back. And he goes, hey, baby. And I said, yeah. And I was expecting something wonderful, a big bouquet of flowers. I didn't know what he had in mind. And he goes, happy anniversary. And he said, and they were three for the price of two. And the three most wind-whipped roses I had ever seen were presented to me on our first year anniversary. Now, I appreciated that thought. (laughs) But 
I began to notice that we were processing things a little differently. And so as I thought this through, I knew as he loved me and his heart was to present me these beautiful, pitiful little roses as an expression of his love. And so I thought, you know, um, there is something here about the way women communicate that seems to be a mystery to men. It's something that seems to be a little easier, perhaps for children or babies, perhaps a little stressful for teenagers, seems to come natural to our best friends, but it's all in how we communicate what it is that women really want. So in my research, I came up on a case study I would like to present to you, which kind of reflects part of the processing that goes on in the mind of a man and in the mind of a woman. Now, in this case study, the mission is actually go to the gap, buy a pair of pants. If you can identify the blue path of the male, He goes straight from home, takes two turns, goes straight into the gap, gets the first pair of pants he can lay hands on, and gets home. He has been gone six minutes, and he has spent $33. However, if women take on the charge to go to town and get pants for our husband, who we want to look nice in the city gate, right? We're going to look at every mall. We're going to look at every fabric. We're going to compare all the prices. And we're going to look at all the options. And when we come home with that pair of pants, it will be the perfect pair of pants for our man. So we have now spent three hours and 26 minutes on the task and perhaps a little more money, considering lunch, gas, all the other things that we found along the way. So as I thought about this and began to try to understand more how my husband and I could communicate better, I came up on one more interesting thing, which has to do with the wiring of a man and the wiring of a woman. (laughs) And, And this helpful diagram reminds us that a man has a single focus He is on a charge, (laughs) and if he's going to buy roses or pants or anything else that his mission is ever set before him, and he will not be deterred, right, men? I see the amen right here, and they're going to go take care of it and then come home, and we're done. We found the kill. We bagged it. We brought it home. And so women, on the other hand, are always operating on multiple circuits. Do you see all those knobs? Do you see all of those gadgets? Yes. They are firing all at the same time, all the time. Amen, women? So what are we to do? Um, We are the body of Christ learning to communicate and learning to work together and learning to understand each other. And so you see the, the Mother's Day opportunity we have today is a a perfect time for us to look into these mysteries and begin to understand how to honor all women. You see, the destiny of a woman has been contested since the fall in the garden. In Genesis 3, 15 and 16, we read about a time when a prolonged struggle between the seed of woman, the family of God, and the spiritual descendants of Satan began, which will end in victory when Jesus returns. But in the meantime, here we are. And so why is the enemy so raging against the destiny of women in this hour? 
Because we're made in the image of God. Men and women are made in the image of God. We read in Genesis 1.27. And in this hour, there is much confusion, much noise, much, much chaos thrown at us over gender issues, over the sexuality of a woman, over the role of a man. And so I want to tell you, this is not just another nice little butterflies and roses and puppies and kisses and all that Mother's Day sermon. No, I'm, I'm sorry to tell you that we need to wake up to the seriousness of the war raging over the identity of a woman in this hour. And so as a woman today, you have an opportunity to sit on the edge of your seat and find out again who it is God's called you to be as a woman of beauty and as a woman of substance. As a man here today, you also need to sit on the edge of your seat and say, today I want to delve into what it is to truly see a woman for who she is as a person of beauty and substance. And I want to learn how to honor her. And I want to learn how to raise her up. And so these are the kinds of things that we're going into. Are you ready? Okay. Well, let's take a look at the fact that Jesus is the one who put the spotlight on women. And actually, this information is taken from a text I was reading from uh, Lauren Cunningham and David Joel Hamilton called, uh, Why Not Women? And this particular chapter, I thought, was such a succinct and poignant picture of how Jesus chose to honor and work with women. Let's look at three points in his life, the first being his birth. You know the story. The angel came to Mary and announced that she would give birth to the Christ, Now, did you know that in this day and age, it was thought that the seed of life for a child came totally from the male parent, and that the woman's job was only to carry the child until birth? And what did Jesus do? What did God do but turn that on its head and say, I'm going to bring Jesus Christ to the earth through a virgin woman? making Mary the only human source of DNA that went into Jesus. She was overpowered by the Holy Spirit, and our Christ came forth from a woman. He was anointed for his death by a woman. Mary poured fragrant oil over his feet. She loved Jesus. She wiped his feet with her hair. And we see in the Word that this anointing is what happens to launch ministries. We see where Samuel anointed David. We read of significant times in Scripture where this anointing was ascending and a commissioning, if you will, for ministry. And Jesus was so touched by this, he said, she will be remembered throughout the ages. So again, a woman anointed Jesus for his death. And then thirdly, Who did he appear to upon his resurrection? But to Mary Magdalene. And she was the first to see him. And as as they had this beautiful conversation, which you can read about in John 20, he said, now go and tell everyone. So Jesus loved women, saw women, honored women, and worked with women at every significant part of his life and ministry. So we can thank the Lord for this example. So glad you joined us for the Linda Field Show today. 
We know that you are busy and that your time is important. To help you accomplish more of the things that matter in work and life, Linda has created the Prayer Plan Your Life Productivity System. This valuable system guides you to minimize the noise that threatens your progress and make the highest and best use of your time. Come on over to lindafields.org ppyl to order Prayer Plan Your Life today. Get it done today. Make it matter tomorrow. See you over at lindafields.org ppyl.